0: to Being a Dad on Purpose. I am excited to be here with you. I am your host, Bobby Benavides. And today we are going to be interviewing uh, Sovon Penn, who um, I'm excited to introduce to you. And I'm looking forward to having this conversation with him. We are going to be talking a lot about uh, self-care uh, for dads and I know that's very important for all of us dads to know uh, the value of taking care of ourselves our kids need us our families need us and you're gonna be hearing a lot more about it with Sylvain so I'm not gonna take too much time on that but um, I want to acknowledge the fact that yes we've been gone for a month we didn't uh, release an episode last month we've been busy with family stuff and trying to figure out this whole quarantine deal and so now we're back on track um, so we are hopefully uh, going to be having regular uh, once a month uh, podcast episodes going forward. Again, thank you for joining us. I'm excited to be with you. I hope that you're excited to be back with us. And I hope you're looking forward to this interview. So let's get that started. Here we go. All right. Well, here we are at the Being a Dad on Purpose podcast. Um, I'm your host, Bobby Benavides, and I am here with my guest, uh, Savan Penn, um, out of Portland, Oregon. And I'm excited to have him on here. He's going to share some, some awesome. Wisdom with us today, I believe. Uh, so, sovan uh, glad to have you on, man.
1: Thanks, Bobby. Great to be here.
0: So, um, tell the uh, the audience about yourself. Who? Um, what? What do you do? Um, you know, tell us about your, you know, kids, family, all that stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, um,
1: I live with my family here in Portland, Oregon. My my wife Julie and I we're we're going to celebrate our 26th anniversary this month uh, at the end of the month and uh, we've got three kids, uh, uh, girl, boy, girl, they're four years apart. And, uh, my youngest just celebrated her 16th birthday. Uh, here in Portland, I, half of the week, I do marriage counseling and individual counseling. Uh, like working with families, uh, working with, uh, uh couples and to, uh, folks that struggle with anxiety and depression. And, uh, and then the other half of the week I work for a HMO, uh, as a health coach and help people, uh, uh, establish healthy habits with healthy eating, physical activity, you know, stress management, healthy sleep, things like that. So I've been working for, for that, uh, that hospital for uh, 20 years now.
0: Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I wanted to have you on, um, because, you know, I think that. Especially in this quarantine time, um, you know, unfortunately we've heard of, uh, I've just recently heard of another pastor um, of a megachurch who uh, took his own life um, You know, yeah. due to, you know, obviously stress, I'm sure, and just trying to figure out how to maneuver through all of this. And, you know, we're hearing a lot of people who are um, losing their lives, taking their lives because of this. We've seen the, um, or read, I've read reports anyway of, uh, you know, suicides going up with this quarantine. Um, people feeling like I think they've just kind of lost that connection. And uh, far too often, you know, we hear of dads who either start feeling that they are inadequate as dads. Um, they start feeling like maybe they don't have enough to offer or maybe they're just not achieving well. Or, you know, we, we talk about you and I have made some jokes about the Enneagram. You know, on our on our Facebook pages, you know, and that kind of thing. But but the reality of it is that there there are the personality types of um, being achievers and being you know providers and that kind of thing who aren't meet, meeting up to those meeting up to those roles. And a lot of times they, they begin they begin to think less of themselves, and then they end up going down a bad path. Um, so I wanted to have you on to kind of help maybe um, walk through some things that maybe as dads what we can be doing to take care of ourselves better uh, mentally, spiritually, physically. Um, because in the past I've had people talk about uh, healthy eating habits, but I'd love to hear more about what are the things that we could be doing to to help protect our minds and protect our our, our souls in that way, in that way.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, that's so huge. Yeah, it, w- it was tragic to hear about Pastor, Pastor Darren. Yeah. Um, and uh, just last year, uh, Pastor Jared uh, back back east. Um, it's a huge problem. Uh, whether it's uh, pastors in, in ministry, but also, like you said, Bobby, like d- dads, um, cause, uh, being a dad, it is leadership. There's lots of responsibility and pressure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, a lot of us, uh, maybe didn't grow up learning the skills that we needed to, to, to lead well. Um, and one of the things about, uh, emotional problems or, or me- mental illness too um even if we have what it takes um and the skills uh, mental health uh, issues it's like a battle like it tears down um our confidence and um our motivation and our energy to like be present and to work and fight for our family and fight for ourselves for our health Mm. um so yeah I'm, i'm glad we're talking about this um It's, um, there's a lot of, uh, thankfully I get to work, uh, from home uh, online. I can do counseling on video. Um, but there's a lot of guys that have, have uh, lost work or been furloughed, um, or their hours have been cut and then, you know, not being able to provide for your family or bring in the income that you, you want or what they need puts a lot of pressure, not just mental pressure, but it like tears down your identity as a provider. Mm. Right. And so, uh, like we can't control our circumstances, but like protecting our mental, our mindset, um, and, and our, our um, emotional health is huge. And, you know, and we can control that we can work on that and we can learn and improve um, our ability to do that. Um, the one of the things I talk with uh, patients and, and clients about is like the mind body connection, right? Mm-hmm. Um, part, part of the what I, I, I do is cognitive behavioral therapy, which explores like the connection between what we think and how it impacts our body, mm-hmm. how it impacts our neurochemistry and our hormones, the stress hormones in our body. Mm-hmm. So it goes that way, like what we think, what we tell ourselves, what we focus on, like it affects what our body does, it affects the choices that we make and our behavior. Hmm. Um, But then it also goes the other way, like how we treat our body and what we do affects our emotions and it affects our mindset. So it's, it's being mindful and aware of like, what is really going on inside of me? And for a lot of people that struggle with depression and anxiety, what happens is they get isolated and they start uh, uh, just listening to themselves. And sometimes, like, the stuff that you tell yourself is not that helpful. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, the, um, you know, it's like, especially like if you're an artist, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're a creative, like, um, like, the stuff that, it, if you use your power for good, then, then it's good, right? right? It's fun. Like, I see you being creative, Bobby. Like, um, you know, it's, like, life-giving, and, and it's, like, a lot of fun to yeah. be creative. But when you turn the corner, go down a darker alley, um, or you slip down into a pit, um, that creative power, you can start to, like, build, like, this wall between yourself and other people. You can start like creating this really negative story about your circumstances and about yourself that's hard to break out of when you, when you don't let any other input in. Hmm. And that's what happens with dads.
2: Yeah.
1: That, that's what happens with dads. Um, uh, it's just easy to, you know, work 40, 60 hours and feel competent um, and confident in what you do well at work, then when you come home, especially if you've, you've allowed criticism and negativity into your home, then it's like, man, like I don't dads can definitely get to the point where like, I don't want to be here. Right. You know, and you know, I, I, you know, my wife and I, we've been married 26 years almost like there's been seasons where I was in that mode, you know, like going to school, going to work, Like, like getting, uh, positive feedback and, and, and kind of feeling my self-esteem and self-worth from those areas. Training. You know, back in the day, I was, (laughs) I was hoping to be a pro fighter. (laughs) Um, you know, uh, yeah, I, I went, I went one and one, uh, in, in MMA. Um, it's
0: better than I've ever done. And,
1: and my, my wife, Hey. And my wife, she, she, she hated it because to, to be honest, like I, I was neglecting her, neglecting my daughter when she was young to train
2: because
1: hmm. um, I was just trying to feed my self-worth uh, from like excelling in the gym, you know? Yeah. Um. So, so you can get out of balance as a dad. Yeah. And part of the solution is to just really stop and like be honest about like where you're at in life.
0: Right. You know, so so then, what's the? I guess when you think about that, right? When you think about being honest with ourselves, because you know the trend is, and I actually posed this question in our um, "Being a Dad on Purpose" Facebook group. Um, I asked the question of why is it so hard for ask ask to help, right? Ask for help. Why is it for, so hard for men yeah. to get to the point of saying, "Hey, I need help"? And and some people say, "Well, um, you know, it's pride, right?" And and so. The prideful thing is, is it comes in and it says, "We cannot ask for help. We got to be strong. We're supposed to be men." We're, you know, it's the that's. I think this is where the the term that toxic masculinity, right, that comes in. Um, you know, although some people would say, "Oh, that's that's just a another false narrative kind of thing," but I think that it's a legitimate issue. I believe where men are told you're supposed to be a certain way and when you aren't matching that up you're afraid to tell people you're not matching up to that and so then as you're talking about you become isolated right um so so walk me through like what what are some things then for for dads especially but men in general but for dads especially what are things like some 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 good steps that they can take to avoid becoming isolated if if that's if that's even possible, I don't, I mean, I'm assuming it is, um, but I'll, I'll let you speak into that as a professional.
1: Right. Well, first uh, I I would just acknowledge that that it's hard, that it's tough Mm -hmm. because whether it's cultural things, um, or family of origin expectations, you know, what we learned growing Mm up. Um, so, so it it is a a battle. It's not just going to come naturally for most people. Um, so, you know, I, I always encourage people like the harder life gets, the, the more you need like an inner circle. Um, the, the, and, and the more overwhelmed or pressure that you feel, uh, the, the slower you, you got go, um, to go uh, to, to assess and then connect. And so, you know, one or two people that you can trust and, and open up to and be honest with makes a world of difference. Hmm. You know, like, like pastor Darren, right? Like the, the story is still unfolding about like what happened with him, hmm. but with, with other uh people that uh take their life or or even if they don't do something as drastic as take their life, but they blow up their life with uh, addiction or, Um, self-sabotage or or just, like, you know, leave their family because they can't handle it. Um, The, just one person um, can can relieve so much of, uh, and and get clarity uh, about healthier ways to deal with the struggles and the problems. So that's, uh, that's the first thing I would say is 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 connect, and and if you can't find someone in real life, like and and I say that in quotes because virtual
2: mm-hmm.
1: is real life now. Like <laughs> you and me right now talking, this is real life. Yeah. Um. Yeah. When we say in real life, that 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 means like in person, like in the same room. Uh. But now technology is amazing. Right? The ability, the opportunities that we have to connect with people who, who are open to helping. You know, that, that, that's one of the reasons why I like talking to guys, um, to dads, um, and husbands, uh, about things because I know how, how hard, uh, family can be. Um, and, you know, I've learned, learned from mistakes, um, and don't want guys to, to go through, uh, you know, painful things and, and make foolish mistakes. Um, that seemed good at the time. Um, so connect, connecting with, with, with a a peer or, or someone that you can trust. Um, and finding mentors too, finding guys that have been through stuff, you know, that are a little further down the road. Um, uh, it is a huge way of, of not getting isolated, but you, you, you got to lay down your pride. Yeah. Right. And, I, and like you said, your question, like, why don't we do that? Is it like, why don't we ask for help? Is but I'll, I'll ask this question. Bobby. Like, yeah. Did you ever watch your dad ask for help?
0: Yeah. <laughs> um yeah yeah no that's that's a fair question um yeah no i mean like and it's and it's one of those things where i i look at it and i say you know this is but i also but i also know my dad he never had a father figure either you know so his dad um left when he was younger and my grandma raised him up and so you know he my dad was always the one who he knew how to ask for help within the family right but outside of the family Nobody really knew the struggles that he was going through with that. I mean, you know, he's still alive, but like that he, um, you know, that he had going on. And so, you know, when he had his depression and he had his anxiety and he had his his times of um, lack of, you know, self-worth, my uncle knew really, really well, but he didn't have anybody else who really could could support him in that way. And the one friend he did have ended up passing away with cancer. And so that kind of, you know, that was another hit for him, you know, but yeah. That must have been hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, every, it seemed like my dad just always had that happen. You know, my, my mom died when I was two years old. So it was like, and that was his, um, his high school love, you know, like he, I mean, he watched, I mean, he grew up with her in middle school, early high school. And then basically when they got, finally got married, you know, she like, um, she left, got married to somebody else. And then that didn't work out. And then they got married. Um, and, you know, for all that time, he could not wait. And then when she passed away, it was like everything went downhill for him. And then he got, oh, a, man. and then he got like a best friend and then that best friend die, gets cancer and dies and it just keeps going for him, you know? And so he, um, you know, so he never really demonstrated what it meant to really ask for help. He always, and he always made me feel like I was a quote unquote sissy, right? That was, the, that was a common word that was used toward me is if I did need help or if I needed to, that like, I just couldn't do things on my own, you know? So, yeah. Yeah.
1: See, that, that's, you know, that, the, the first thing i mentioned was connecting the second thing that, that can help is is to to deal with your past mm-hmm. and 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 deal with your hurts um as a dad because what happens is like we pass that stuff down to our kids mm-hmm. right yep. we pass down those messages and you know we share that in common bobby like my dad he didn't know his dad
2: Mm-hmm.
1: and uh you know my dad was a pastor and uh, you know he he uh knowing you know as a counselor i know that he, he struggled now with with depression and, and anxiety and probably post-traumatic stress disorder mm-hmm. and so you know he threw himself into work and he wasn't really available and uh you know that's uh yeah the everybody's story is different, like with family, their family of origin, right? Like some, some, uh, guys, they have like big families and have always had, uh, you know, good relationships with their siblings or their parents. And some guys, you know, they, they, they didn't learn that. Maybe they grew up a little bit more isolated. Um, so, uh, part of getting the support that you need is, uh, is in not comparing yourself to other people or feeling like you need to look or, or speak uh, exactly like somebody else, mm-hmm. but is really getting in touch with what works for you. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the love language thing. It's like what resonates for you. Like some some guys like having um one or two close brothers, close friends can do the trick. Some some people they're a little more extroverted and, um, you know, they have a wider circle of friends, but be known. I think that's one of the things that, uh, pastor Darren, um, I saw a quote where like ministry got messy and, and dysfunctional for him when he stopped uh, being known, hmm. you know, when, and, and that can happen when you have a measure of success. Um, you you can start to like develop a persona or a mask and then you can't let let go of it because that's like uh, John Lynch says uh, in, in true faced uh, book, the care book, Mm -hmm. he says like people love you for your mask,
2: Mm. you know?
1: Yeah. And then, and then like, if you, if you put that aside, if you take that down, will they love you? You know, that's the risk.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the quotes that I I learned in 2005, I was I was working with uh, World Vision, doing youth development work with them, and went through a training. and one of the um, One of the quotes that I learned in that training was uh, from C.S. Lewis, where he said that the the prayer that precedes all other prayers, may the real me meet the real you, right? And, wow. and yeah, exactly, right. That that was that was exactly where I I, I was. I was like, whoa, right? Because the ultimate thing with him was his relationship with God, but I, I always take it that extra step of saying, you know, when I'm speaking with people, like I want them to know me, right? And I want to know them. I want to know. I want them to know my my stuff. Like I'll, I'll be I'll be straight up honest, right, about all of my junk, and to to sometimes to a fault, I think, but I don't know, you know. I mean, um, where I'm, you know, being a pastor and I'll be preaching and I'll share like some of my history, and people are like. Well, Pastor, I think you're you're sharing. You know, like I, I've actually, when I was in seminary, for for instance, I was I had to do some preaching stuff to to submit, and I was sharing in one of my sermons. You know, for my sermon preaching class or whatever, uh, I, I shared in one of my sermons that you know I've struggled with doubt, right, and in, in doubt of my faith and and where I went, you know, and, and trying to figure out how to live as a pastor and how to live as a follower of Christ and what does that really mean for me, right and And, um, and when I shared that with my professor, their response to me was, um, you're being a little bit too honest about your doubt. You don't want people to think that their pastor doubts, so they should doubt too. And I was like, wait a second. (laughs) No, like that's, that's honestly, like I, I got such great feedback from people saying, thank you for being honest that you've had doubts because we've like, we've always felt bad about having doubts. And I was like, well, that's just, it's just a real thing. Right. Um, So all that to say is that one of the things that for men, you know, we do put up masks, like you were talking about. We do put up fronts of being uh, either stronger than we really are, braver than we really are. Um, You know, everything's fine. We have no issues. You know, we're getting through it uh, that, you know, our marriages could be rocky, but, you know, we're going to be able to figure it out. We're going to handle it. Um, You know, I may have a gambling problem, like, not me personally, but like as a person, if I say, I don't have a gambling problem, I'll be able to figure it out. You know, I can I can handle all these issues. It's going to be taken care of and then just starts tumbling and you don't want to be honest about your doubts. You want to be honest about your struggles because if you're too real, that puts you at risk, right? Risk of looking less of a man, risk of looking less of a good dad, right? Um. So, so yeah, it, it's hard to really figure out how to take off the mask, right? And, and what we need to be doing to take off the mask.
1: Right. Right. You know, like the, the, the things that you don't deal with or unaddressed, they don't go away.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. But when you acknowledge doubt, when you acknowledge having mixed feelings about marriage or being a dad, that that's when you can finally start dealing with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Like, so I do marriage counseling And in different stages of marriage and like I I work with folks that like have emotional affairs or affairs Mm -hmm. and you know, one of the things that makes people vulnerable to being unfaithful is not acknowledging like that, that part of them
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, and it, it just can kind of fester and grow or get distorted, but when you are brave enough to like acknowledge uh, that and put it on the table, then then you can decide, like, wait, like I I don't want this. I don't want to be unfaithful. You know, I I it helps you renew your commitment to to your wife.
2: Hmm.
1: Or acknowledging, like I I uh, have have a couple uh, new parents working with. And sometimes, like, like even before COVID, uh, you know, and all the pressure with that. But it's like, man, like, having a little baby, being sleep deprived, being stressed, being disconnected from your wife, you know, uh, like, with physical intimacy, you know, with newborn. sometimes. Um, it's like a super, it, it's a challenge to the marriage. Mm-hmm. And and just, yeah, you know, like, oh, I, I, I got to be strong. Right. Like, especially like if your wife is struggling with postpartum depression or anxiety, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I got to be strong. I got to hold it together. Um, but, you know, acknowledging where you're being challenged, acknowledging where it's hard for you points to, gives you a chance to start working on the solution. You know, it gives you, it, it reveals like the questions you need to ask of, of, Guys, dads with more
2: experience, yeah.
1: Um, Like, how did you handle this when when you felt this way? How did you know? How did you handle it when you know your baby cries like twelve hours a day (laughs) and like it's just miserable, man? Like, how do you get through it? Yeah, (laughs) you know,
2: yeah. And like, yeah, you
1: know, the thing about dad like, I love your podcast, man, and 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 why you want to do it because, like, we don't have to reinvent the wheel.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Like we're not that smart, (laughs) (laughs) you know, especially early on. Like we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. You know, we need, we need mentors. Like we need, it's one of the needs in society is leaders and mentors. Yeah. You know, and, and guys that are willing to say, um, like, I can try to help. Like I might, I might not have all the answers because like, like, you know, figured it out the hard way. Um, but you know, it's, it, it, makes a huge difference. Um, uh, like well, whether it's in your role as a pastor or just as a, as a, as a a, a dad, a brother, you know, older brother. Right. Yeah. Um, and so th- th- that's one thing I, I would say too, like, we know that, um, younger guys or guys they don't even have to be younger um, struggle asking for help mm-hmm. so that's that's why um, whether it's on social media or, or your podcast or, or in in church is just share your testimony mm. share your stories and don't don't wait for the younger guys to like ask for help yeah well, that's good just say that, that this is my story man. Um, if it helps you, then, then good. Like that, that, that's what I'm hoping for. If it, if it, if it's, you don't relate to it at all and it it doesn't resonate for you, that's fine. Yeah. It's for somebody.
0: Yeah. That's good. I think that, um, yeah, I think that that's a very important thing too, is that I think sometimes we, we, uh, seasoned dads, right. I have, I mean, I have I don't have kids as old as yours are, but I'm, I still have kids that are, you know. I mean, I've been a dad now for seven years, and then I have the little ones, and I have another one coming, you know? Um, and to have all that going on, to say, like, man, like, these are the things that I heard. But sometimes I just kind of step back and say, I'm going to wait for people to ask because I don't want to be like, well, I, I guess I don't want to be overbearing. But that's a really good point, though. I think that if we just kind of share our thoughts, like, this is what we experienced, and being honest about them, right? Um, like, I love sharing stories about, like, the things that my kids say to me and the things that they do because it's, like, sometimes – it's not always great, right? Like, sometimes – like, that's the thing. We we love – social media loves to paint, like, a really great picture of, oh, look at my kids. They traced their hand and wrote, I love dad in the middle of it. That's fantastic. Yeah, but the only problem is, if you showed them the first picture. Is actually just the middle finger popped up, and it said, "Yeah, Dad." <laughs> you know, like like it's like not really the best thing in the world, right? It's like you had to teach them, Like, wait a second, don't say that about me. Write something nice, so I can share that on social media. Um, I think we have to get to a point where we say, like, no, like there is some dirtiness that comes in, some messiness that comes into being a dad, especially a new dad, right? We have in our um, in our group on our Facebook page. We, um, there's you know a couple that have just recently had kids. Uh, you know, just in the past month. Two months, right? So they're going to be there, and it's their first ones. They're learning what it looks like to really be a dad in this time, and especially in quarantine. right Quarantine dads are going to be really learning a lot right now because they can't really just go wherever they want to. They can't just say, "Hey, I'm going to go out to I'm going to go shop right now." You know, even moms, right? They and so they're learning the whole new way of support and and encouragement in this time. And and again, when we dads gonna kind of share, like, hey, look, here's, here's some things that you could be doing, you know, in your house, like to to be playing with your kid, to be um, finding ways for you to get some alone time by yourself, you know, but also giving your wife some alone time or giving the mother of your kid alone time or your partner alone time. Like, how do you do that? But in the whole process of how do we help them um, stay sane, right? Um, and i say that i say that gently because i know even saying that could be a little bit rough on people but it's the reality of it is, is that we need them to know like your mental health your physical health your emotional health is all going to be important when it comes to your kids because your kids need, need you for the long haul they don't need you just for the f- first couple months they need you for 18 years if not more right <laughs> and so now if you're not keeping yourself healthy and you're not doing the things now practically to keep yourself mentally checked in, then then there's going to be problems, right? You're going to find problems in your relationships. You're going to be find, finding problems with your connection with your kids and yourself. And so I love the things that you're sharing because yes, we do need mentors, right? We do need a good core group of um, guys around us that we can be counting on, um, who we can trust, right? It doesn't have to be Five. It could be one or two. I, I, I like that because I think sometimes when we think of a core group, we instantly think of having, you know, twelve, you know, fifteen, you know. And if I don't have that, then I'm just I don't have a good group of friends. But having that one or two that you can just send a message to, saying, "Hey, I'm struggling. Hey, I need some assistance. Hey, what would you? What do you think about this?" Um, it's so important. And because I've I've found myself in dark places, right? In 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 recent months, like in the point of where you know um or not months probably i think it was actually more like last year honestly but um in the sense of me trying to figure out yeah it was last year um i don't even remember it but it was last year where i was feeling like i didn't have a a group of people who i can count on i found myself getting depressed and and found myself really struggling to to feel like i was a provider to my family like our churches um you know, we're a church plant, so our our finances got cut in half and started to kind of um, because we weren't meeting up to the goals that the denomination wanted, so they were like, well, we can't really fully fund you um, anymore, and so they kind of took that funding away, and then I had yeah. other people kind of saying something. It, it was just a real uh, Pressure. brutal yeah. time, yeah. And then I was like, well, what am I going to do, right? I <laughs> I had I had All I've done is, is ministry, and so then I, I applied to be a substitute teacher and all that stuff, but I was also like, in this moment I felt like I could not provide and I was not being a good father, a good husband, a good, uh, just a good provider. Right. you start thinking you're like failing. Yeah. And doing what you need to. Yeah. I was telling myself that. Right. And I'll be honest, it was to a point where I got to, I was driving to a doctor's appointment. I honestly thought to myself, what would it like, really? Would it be better if I just drove off? Right. Like it was, it was a dark space. And, and granted, it only lasted for like a, a short span. I got a counselor and I started speaking to them. But my, you know, I didn't tell my wife because she was going through her own stuff, and she's like, "Why wouldn't you tell me?" I said, "Because I don't want to add pressure to you." And then I didn't, and I couldn't find. a I didn't know if I could find dads who I could trust, or dads who would look at me as as less than. Because I was also like, if I'm honest about my struggles, I'm now going to be less of a pastor, right? I'm going to be because that pressure is there too. That if you right. have if you have things going on in your life, it's a struggle then your congregants are going to look at you as being, well, you're supposed to have it all together and you right. don't, you know, so.
1: Like they're going to lose respect for you.
0: Yeah. And so there's that, there's that pressure of um, because a lot of times that is the deal, right? Men, we want respect. Like that is, that is, that I think that is an underlying thing in all men. They want to, I mean, well, all humanity really, but all men especially, they want to be respected. They want to be looked at as, as men and, when we start to feel like we can't even respect ourselves why would anybody else respect us then we start going in that dark space right right um so so all that to say for our yeah. listeners um and and you know the things that you're sharing is that we've all had our moments it's just how do we get through it and and so you know you've given some great tips you know some great some great steps that people can take is Owning it, right? Owning how hard it is, owning the pride, right? But then starting to figure out who can you t- who can you talk to virtually or live, and you know in person, um, and then also, really, I mean, I, w- I would say you'd recommend also finding a, a person that you can actually like a professional person would. I mean, probably too, right? I mean, sure, yeah, you
1: know, th- th- like. I like reading. I like self help. Mm-hmm. You know, like in my spare time, I read self help. Yeah, um, but not everybody like likes to read or watch videos. Um, so like, you know, you so, some some guys are like ah, like they're minimizing the problem, or like I, I got this, like I'm gonna be self sufficient, um, so uh, like just, Bobby just give me a book like to tell me which book will help me. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's fine yeah. if, if it works. Mm-hmm. Right. So give it a try. And if it helps, that's great. But if it, um, if, if you're overwhelmed, like if you're to the point where you're, you're like thinking about ending it, you're thinking about hurting yourself, taking your own life, then you're, you're in crisis. Yeah. Like, you, like people get to that point. They can't even pray. Like they can't even, Go to church, um, do church. They can't right. read their Bible. It, it, it doesn't get in. Yeah. It's just too much noise. There's too much darkness. There's too much pain. Um, that, 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 that's when it helps to, to get professional help.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and like some, some counselor, like, well, some pastors are great to talk to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Like, like definitely people will probably be more open to sharing their struggles with you. Learning what what you've gone through, than mm-hmm. some other pastors, right? Um, but the you know the but but like I said, the the, the the more overwhelmed you are, the the more um the more help you need. Yeah, you know, and that uh, and. The, 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 that's part of like breaking the, this pattern, but the, like the stigma of asking for help, the um, stigma of going to counselors is, is like, don't hear anything about any um things, and then boom, like they're gone. Yeah. And then you look back, and in hindsight, like Pastor Jared, like, had the heart for people with anxiety and depression because, you know, that was his struggle. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Darren has been open about like things the last couple of years, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's, uh, like sharing your story and starting to like opening up isn't a one time thing. Right. Right. It's just like losing weight. Like losing weight is like not going to the gym once isn't going to get <laughs> you healthy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and starting to share like your struggles once. Um, that, that's, it's part of being healthy. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle of being honest and open. Yeah. Um, like going back to the respect issue,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like I, I would rather people like think that I'm, I'm being real. And I, I would rather people think that, that I've been helpful than like people being impressed mm-hmm. by me. Yeah. You know, and th- there are a minority of people, you're right, that they're like, I, I need a healthy leader. Um, like I, I need, like al- alpha male, like if it- 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 they need to be stronger than me, then, then they earn my respect and I'll follow them. Yeah. But especially like Gen Z and, and millennials, it- they want authenticity. Right. You know? Like, cause, because you being awesome doesn't help me. Doesn't really make my life better. You know, people will attach themselves to people's success. Like, you know, Michael Jordan, if I get my, my Bulls jersey, like, and my Air Jordans, then like, I'm like, it's armor. Yeah. And, like, my life is going to be awesome.
2: Yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> you know, um, we, we trick
1: ourselves. We trick ourselves into, like, associating, like you know, with winners and mm-hmm. successful people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real success when it comes to being a dad and, and, and a husband is learning the skills of relationship. And that's where a counselor or a coach can um, help, yeah. you know. Like you said, like, right now, COVID, pandemic, like, it's... Like test tube, like it's pressurized, <laughs> forced. I gotta be an awesome dad, twenty four seven.
2: like, I
1: can't, I can't go out of the house for fifty hours. Yeah, right. Um, so like le- learning how to listen well, learning how to structure the day with healthy rhythms, like you said, like with a balance of being present and focused on your kids and doing fun stuff and having lots of activities, but also like giving yourself the permission and space to like take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, that all goes back to being mindful and self-aware of like, do I have the energy to be um, focused on my wife and on my kids and my battery is full and I give myself fully to them or am I like getting grumpy and irritable and like restless? Do Do I need to, have some alone time um, w- whether it's spiritual disciplines or just you know zoning out on on a show that you like mm-hmm. um or do i need to like or is how i'm feeling like a physical lull in my energy and i need to eat healthy and i need to drink enough water and i need to like go for a run and physically recharge my battery to be at my best for my family
2: yeah yeah
0: it's good yeah, I think um, yeah, I think that's so important, and I think for for many of us, especially in this time, but it, but you know, for the guys who are just out there going wonder, wondering whether or not they they are meeting up to a certain standard um, or matching up to a certain goal, can um, I'm just gonna say this is that uh, those standards are made up. <laughs> you know, I mean, like the only the real standard that you have to live by is just keeping your kids safe, protected, and helping them know that they're loved. Right? Everything else, like being able to build stuff, being able to uh, lift certain weights, be able to uh, run certain miles or being able to, you know, um, you know, be the perfect person who can do artwork and, and and have the high. like don't try to match up to those standards. Like if you find your, find your strength, work in that strength. Right. Um, but then in your weaknesses, be honest about them. Right. Be honest about them. Don't feel like you can't be, real because your 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 partner's going to appreciate it, right? Whether um, they are your, like if they are your wife, if they're just, you know, a girlfriend who, you know, you, you guys are raising kids together, or even if it's um, your, your co-parenting, right? They're, they're going to need you to be high energy because or be the best you that you can be because when they leave the kids with you, they right. want to know the kids are going to be safe, right? And they want to know that you're going to be safe and that you're okay because they're going to need your partnership too. And so all of this we have to be able to be working into our strengths, owning our weaknesses, having a good group of people around us who can support us, being honest about our, our stuff, and finding help if we're at that point where we we just books aren't enough. You know, um, audible books aren't enough, right? You um you you're gonna need to find somebody, and if you don't have that person, start thinking about it now because it's so important. Um, I just posed a question uh, for this week on our group. Asking, uh, uh, have you seen the um, the show? Um, uh, oh man, um, Council of Dads. Have you have you heard of that yet? No. Okay, so if you have Hulu, you could check it out. Um, I, I don't remember what channel it's on because I just watch it on Hulu. But uh, Council of Dads, and it's um, so far it's only three episodes. But it's about a guy who finds out he has cancer, and um, in that process, he you know the cancer goes away, but then he's like, if it comes back. You know, can I get a group of guys who I'm giving insight to, you know, in a way kind of helping them understand what I would do to raise my kids and have them just be there to support the wife who's raising the kids. She has five kids, I think it was, and or is, and, and so it's basically the, the guys who he knew that he can count on to be present and, and instill great qualities and character into their kids. And granted, there's a bunch of backstories and that kind of stuff that you're that they're building up on. But I mean, it's a it's a decent show, but it's a great concept, you know. And and so it had me thinking, and I and I share this like, do I have a group of guys who I could say I would want them to be my counsel, right? If if I knew that I was going to be going away, um, if I knew that I was going to be passing, and my wife was going to be here, what guys would I count on? to be in that council. And if you can't name guys in that, I would challenge you listeners to, to think about that because wow. that's your core. Like if, once you list out the names that you say, yes, this one, two, three, these are the guys who I'd have, then those are the guys who you need to lean on and say, I need you to be my core. I need you to be the guys that I can count on to, to, to share my trusted information with that. These are my struggles. This is my pain. This is what I'm working through because in order for me to be the best dad I can be, the best husband that I can be, the best partner that I can be, the best co-parent I can be, I need people who I can count on, that I can lean on in my weakest times. Wow! And so, um, so I, I want to encourage that to our listeners. But I, but I, um, everything that you said kind of leads up to that for me is that, you know, we need to have that support system, and a support system is what really keeps us the strongest, right? When we try to handle it on our own. We're not gonna be enough. Um, when we and and we also have to know too that yes, you can have your wife as a as a person you can lean on and, and all stuff, but when your wife is going through stuff, and you're not gonna wanna bury her in your stuff too. Like so you're gonna hold off and then you're gonna be trying to figure it out on your own until she's healthy enough to handle your stuff. And that's not fair either. (laughs) So now, now you, so in that place, that's when you need your guys. That's when you need your group of people who you can count on. So
1: that's right. Because there will be times in life where you, you're both running on it and Mm. you don't have much for each other or anything.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. That's where, that's when it gets super tough and lonely.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Man, that's so good. Like, like I'm already thinking like that, like that's an action step. Yeah, you know, like t- to think about like who my guys would be.
0: I've, I've been I've been thinking through my list, and I've uh, I mean, and and I'm I will never tell people who's in my council because I don't want people to feel like that, that they got left out. But at the same time, there are people who would probably expect to be, and I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, I mean, because I gotta because I gotta be honest, right? And I gotta say, like, would I want this guy to be present? And I know that's. That sounds harsh, but it's like you want you want the best for your kids, and so if you're going to make a list of the top guys, right? Why would you pick them? And so you want the best for them with that counsel. So why wouldn't you want the best for them now, right? For with you being the best that you can be, and so mm-hmm. this is why we're talking about what we're talking about today.
1: Wow, right? So you know, and and like, a- am I that guy
2: too? <laughs>
1: yeah, right. Am I be am I willing to be that guy?
0: Yeah. That type of guy. Yeah. Am I going to put in, and that takes work. It takes work. It takes honesty. It takes humility. Um, But when we do it, I think, I think it's uh, Paul that says it, right? Um, In my, in my weakest, I'm actually my strongest, right? <laughs> in a sense, right? That's uh, that's how you recognize when, 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 you know, for people who follow Christ, they say, when I'm able to admit my weakness, that's when I'm able to sit in his strength. Right. and, But even then, you know, for people who don't to just say, you actually are stronger when you can admit your weakness because now people are seeing something about you that, wow, that's, you know, that's, that takes a lot because you can talk about how awesome you are all the time, right? Right. I mean, watch social media, you can do that all the time. But, but once you say, no, this is where I'm a crappy dad, this is where I'm a a bad husband, or this is where I'm, this is where I'm just not feeling myself. But anyway.
1: Yeah. You know, like the, like my willingness to talk about marriage and and parenting isn't like hey look at me like all this awesome stuff about me. It's just that we've been through it,
2: yeah,
1: and then we've survived it, and we're still going through it,
2: yeah. right?
1: We're just even being willing to talk about parenting with you today. Mm-hmm. It's it's just like it's just point pointing to like God's God's grace. Mm. God, God's strength. Like the, the thing I would say that like, I, 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 could point to for myself is just that I was willing to, to learn and, and willing to ask for help, you know, and yeah. willing to open up. Yeah. Um, and when you find safe people, like good things happen, right? You get the help you need. Yeah.
0: It's good. Well, hey Silvan, I, I appreciate your time, man. I appreciate you coming on and talking about your talking about this with with me and and sharing it with the the group of people that are going to be listening to this. Um, you know, I, I really do appreciate. It. I thank you very much for that.
1: Yeah, you're welcome, Bobby. It's 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 been fun to connect with you on social media, <laughs> and then get the chance to talk to you, man. Yeah. And like, I have so many questions for you about like other areas of life. So yeah. thank you for taking the time.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, we can we can continue this conversation, um, you know, after this and even on on social media. Um, so, so let me just I'm just going to ask you just a couple things. So, um, for the audience who's listening, if they want to connect with you, because hey, you're you know you're a you are a, a a coach. You're you know you are a person who can give great wisdom. If they want to connect with you, uh, and you're also pretty funny too. I've seen some of your comedy stuff too. So, if they want to connect with you there, um, what what are ways that they, they can?
1: Sure. So, uh, uh, my web my website where I write about parenting and, and marriage and and uh, emotional spiritual health is sylvanpenn.com. com. That'd be a good place to connect, and uh, and then on on social media, uh, uh Instagram and Twitter. Okay. Uh, at sylvanpenn.
0: Okay. Yeah. So I'll I'll put that in the show notes. But yeah, sylvanpenn Pen is S O V A N N P. Pen, uh, you can connect with him, social media, all that stuff, and like you said, Um It'd be it'd be great to do that. He's he's a he's he's funny and he's got some great insight and wisdom in regards to this stuff. So um, again, thank you so much for joining us, man. And uh, I hope you continue to stay safe in over there in Oregon. And uh, you know, hopefully this will all lift off soon, and, and we're gonna be we're gonna be back to quote unquote normal. <laughs> right. All right oh. thanks Bobby God bless yeah man you too thanks a lot I'll see you soon yeah bye so that was my interview with Sovan Penn i um, so excited to have him on the show I'm, I'm hoping that what you heard was encouraging um, motivating I hope that uh, a little bit challenging Again, I hope that you take some time to think through your, your core, think through the people who you have uh, close to you, think through um, your decisions, be honest about your weaknesses, celebrate your strengths, but be honest about your weaknesses, find the right people to speak to. If you are having any kind of hard time, um, feeling like you are headed towards the end, please seek help. Okay? Please. Your kids need you family needs you your friends need you we need you Um, because honestly we can't be in this we can't be in this alone we're in this together we're trying to figure out how to be dads together so please find help Um, if you're feeling like you're you just need some assistance you need to have uh, somebody you can talk to reach out to me Um, I'd love to chat you know, join our if you're in our Facebook group, uh, being a dad on purpose. Um, if you're on that group, uh, talk, share some information, share some thoughts, share some of your struggles. It's okay, it's safe. It's a private group, so um, nothing should be seen by anybody except for the people who are in the group, and it's all dads, and we've all been through stuff. So please, feel free to share, be honest, be real. Um, I'm gonna share that one quote again. C.S. Lewis said, "The prayer that precedes all other prayer." is may the real me meet the real you and whether you are a follower of jesus or not we're glad that you're listening um but know that there's still a, a peace that's found but there's also a reality that we need to be real with each other we need it if we don't um then we're putting on masks we're faking don't fake especially in a time like this all right so again thanks for joining us hope you enjoyed the conversation between me and sylvan Um, all of his information will be in the show notes. Um, and again, I just, I'm thankful for you and continue being a good dad on purpose. Bye.